Ogumbawale for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello, 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 Locked On Women's Basketball listeners. Lindsay Gibbs here. Um, I am the author of the Power Plays newsletter, the co-host of the Burn It All Down podcast, and your Wednesday host here at Locked On Women's Basketball. And today I am so excited. It is WNBA offseason. So to talk some coaching news and one of the most exciting free agency teams, I believe, out there um, is Jordan Liggins, the uh, a fact checker and writer at The Ringer, who is really making sure that they uh, they include the WNBA and get the WNBA in there. And we appreciate it. Jordan, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. So look, let's just dive right in, right? Because (laughs) what else is there? Um, I didn't know whether we were going to get any coaching changes this off season. Um, The one I expected and the one we got is certainly not the one I expected. We can get, we can get, we can get a little bit later to the one that I think could possibly happen still. Yes. Um, (laughs) We might be thinking the same thing here. I hope so. (laughs) It might be fitting in with the rest of our conversation. But anyways, (laughs) Brian Agler is out with the wings. What is your reaction to this? Were you as shocked as I was? I was definitely shocked. And to know that it was mutual, that's kind of the wording (laughs) that they're saying. I I was shocked because I was just more focused on their team. I was like, they have a young team, you know, no one expected them to do well this year at all. Um, They really didn't have a chance. So I thought his job would be safe because everybody knew that. Um, So I guess they were just thinking, you know what? We got new players. We have, you know, Arike is going to lead this team and we might as well just get a new coach while we're at it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, these are two, you have both Brian Agler and the Wings franchise that have both been engulfed in, I don't like the word controversy because I feel like it almost trivializes what's going on. But of yeah. course, um, last off season, you had Penny Toller's lawsuit, um, which was only, I guess, probably about six months ago now against mm-hmm. the Sparks that included, you know, I don't think she named him, but basically implied in the lawsuit that Brian Agler had acted inappropriately and there had been some Um, sexual harassment um, Mm. towards some of the players and that there was a lot of inappropriateness there. We haven't gotten much follow-up on that. And then you have um, Greg Bibb, who I was present at the last big coaching change. It was a game against the Mystics (laughs) and the Wings lost it. I believe it was like their eighth straight loss in a row. And I am headed to locker rooms and I arrive outside the Wings locker room and I have never felt so much tension in my entire life. And all these employees keep saying, uh, these two guys were just having to be held back by their employees. And uh, it was like a staff member was there. He was like, I'm pretty sure it was the coach and the general manager of the wings. And that's when um, you had Frank, 
<laughs> Do you not know this story? Yikes. This is a lot. This is a lot. I just, I, you know, I kind of went straight to Liz Cambage and her just like running, screaming away from the Dallas Wings. And you have Skylar Diggins running away. So there, I don't like the word controversy either, but it's just a, a storm cloud over this organization. And it's terrible. There needs to be some changes. There need to be some changes. So, and you know, there's always been a, um, this is of course the, the coach was Fred Williams, who was getting into a fight, who is now an assistant coach with the Sparks, who was getting into a fight with Greg Bibb. And he was um, a very quickly fired after that. Um, but, you know, there's, uh, of course, Skylar Diggins-Smith and left and said a lot of terrible things about the Wings organization, how they had handled her motherhood and mm-hmm. pregnancy. It just, it's just a mess. I mean, the thing it really brings up to me is I wonder how many other chances Brian Ackler is going to get in this league. Um, I did a big coaching breakdown on power plays of like the history of, you know, head coaches in the W. And one thing, of course, we know is that black women I mean, there is zero black women in the coach, the head coaching. Zero. (laughs) How is that even possible? I mean, we know how it's possible, but it's still. How is it still possible? I think that's what just it's unsettling that one, there's only four women total Total. out of and, and zero black women of color, period. And I think it's just so backwards and so opposite of a reflection of this league and how it is so diverse. And there are a ton of, of amazing, powerful black women who not only are playing now, but are former players who are are trying to get into coaching or trying to do their thing. And I, I don't have an answer. And I feel like Dallas needs to make the right move and hire a woman of color to be their head coach and change that organization. Will it happen? We don't know. And part of me doesn't want a black woman to have to deal with Greg Bibb. <laughs> like I don't Very want anybody true. to have to. <laughs> like that's a part of me. And that's the unfortunate part, of it, right? Is like when these coaching jobs become available, they're often not the most desirable. But right. at the same time, there's just there's no way. Like you just have to. You just have to. And there's enough candidates out there um that I think you should you know like there you you can't argue there's not enough talent and honestly when you look at Brian Agler I wonder about his future um one thing I found when I was doing this big breakdown for power plays is who gets not just second chances but third chances and fourth Mm. chances and there's been in the history of the WNBA um there's only been one female coach um, white or black, um, who has been hired more than, so had more than two tenures. Um, so 10 white women, um, have had more than one head coaching tenure in the WNBA. Um, four black women have been given second chances in the WNBA, but the only woman who's been given a third or a fourth, um, or a fifth chance is Ann Donovan, the late great Ann Donovan. And that's Mm. staggering because there have been a lot of men and Brian Agler is one. This is his um, 
fourth head coaching tenure in the W. And at this point, like maybe it's just time for some new faces, right? Like let's stop hiring the same white men over and over and over again. Let's give some new people chances, please. Um, Or, or, you know what? Let's give um, maybe Pofi Chapman her third chance. I really want her back in the league desperately. Who would you like to see? I I was thinking Pokey Chapman actually before that, but I also loved just from um, a player standpoint, and I know she's not a black woman, but I loved how Enrique tweeted and she was like, "Um, is Muffet McGraw doing anything (laughs) around uh, April 2021? (laughs) Amazing. Can you even imagine? That would be the absolute best, although we all know... uh, I do not think, I mean, <laughs> Muffet would not deal with Greg Bibb for like one second. I don't know. I know not. <laughs> she wouldn't even give her. No, she won't even give the meeting, but I'm just thinking of like the um, assistant coaches that are in the league right now. And yeah. I think that they should at the bare minimum get an interview. And I feel like there, there's not even that dialogue happening right now, which is, it's just like, Oh, who, who's another white male coach that we can just pick up to because we know that they'll probably be okay and that's not fair and you know I mean Noel Quinn I know she's recently a coach but if you read any of the Seattle Storm stuff they talked about that she was like their offensive mastermind from the coaching bench and she was associate head coach this year and I mean we've seen white men rise up the ranks this quickly right that's exactly what I was thinking of yeah I I mean I love coach Klopp he's amazing but I think that some of those huddles you saw her leading that offense or writing those plays and doing all just like you said being the offensive mastermind for them and they're a championship team she should get that look and I would be ecstatic if she got the job Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever you all know that this is one of my favorite things to eat on the go in order to get protein in my life in a tasty way um, while things are incredibly hectic. Um, I love the bar, the Built Bar because it has um, 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and apple almond crisp. Other flavors that I haven't talked to you all about. Coconut almond, German chocolate, mint brownie, and just the plain orange. Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious a women's sports fan. They're good to help you lose or maintain weight um, while indulging a little. Um, You can use them for a keto diet if that's your thing. Um, And Built Bar has reset the promo code for this launch. You can get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, we are back. I'm Lindsay Gibbs here with Jordan Liggins from The Ringer. And let's just, the, the Los Angeles Sparks. I thought if any coach was going to lose their position, this 
this off season. It was it, it like like it was going to be the Der- the end of the Derek Fisher experiment, just solely based on the end of the last two seasons being so poor for the Sparks. What are your thoughts on Fisher? And um, do you did you expect there to be a change there? I was hoping there would be a change. <laughs> I had my Twitter fingers ready for when they were going to fire Derek Fisher after that game. I know I've probably said this story so many times, but I was at that game last season when they played at Cal State Long Beach. And they're the, just the, the one where they forgot to play Candace Parker for, yeah, the you know, life. Candace Parker, like that one player that you should always have on the floor at all times. He just gave up and the energy was just sucked out of that building. And you could just feel and and hear the rumblings of people being like, oh yeah, this is not going to work. Like this is LA. We're not going to stand for this. And I don't know what it is with the sparks. They, they fall in love with this former Lakers, you know, people that want to even try coaching. Let's give them a chance with the sparks. That is not what we can do anymore. I love the Lakers. I love Derek Fisher, but it's time. It's time to part ways. And like what? Like he 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 had been a head coach before, and it had not gone well. Terrible. (laughs) It went terribly. And he had never coached women's basketball to the point where he was like, "Oh, like they use male practice players." Like he knew nothing about the W. And they instead they you know he had just been hanging around for a while, and they were like, "Yeah, cool. This should definitely be your opportunity." And you know we saw a lot more of that when the W in the first few years of the W. I was remembering I don't know the Muggsy Bogues coaching experiment with the Charlotte Sting, which is something I had locked out of my mind um <laughs> and but until I was doing this recent project for power plays um but really it's like we're, we're past that uh, sparks like we we're, we're past that um mm-hmm. you know it is time you you gotta be dedicated to the game and yeah I I would like to see I mean something has got to give with the sparks because there's too much talent there to be First of all, in the regular season, the way they start games, that's poor coaching. Like it's right. just like it's it's like they they start games so slowly on such a regular basis. The rotations mm-hmm. never made a lot of sense to me. Like, never. Ever. It's inconsistent. And yeah. I, I think that's also a coaching flaw as well, because it's I start to think like, what are they doing in their practices? Are they really buying into these systems? Do they really want to win for Derek Fisher? And I think that's where the the question has to start. I don't think the team is excited to play for Derek Fisher anymore. And, (laughs) you know, Candace Parker has exactly (laughs) she's been on record. She said, like, you know, we've gotten past it, you know, the last year fumble, which is what it was. They fumbled the bag. And this year, it's the same thing. How many times are we going to say, okay, the Sparks are third in the regular season. We're cringing going into the playoffs because who knows what's going to happen. Well, and you know, they, it's, it's like, they had a good shot this year to get that one and two seed. And the last five, six games of the season just showed no interest in it. 
And it's like that one and two seed are so important in the WNBA. And it's one of the things I actually really like. I mean, I, you know, there are a couple of tweaks, I think to the playoff format, but I love how important that one and two seed are because I think Mm -hmm. it makes the end of the regular season, some games that are usually snoozes and don't matter, but didn't matter for the sparks. They still just like, didn't show up. And that's just bizarre. All right. So let's talk. Um, I've got their list here. Undrafted free agents, Simone Augustus, (laughs) or not undrafted, I always say undrafted, unrestricted free agents, Simone Augustus, Chelsea Gray, Neko Gumake, Candace Barker, Rakana Williams, restricted free agents, Rashonda Gray and Brittany Sykes. And the players that they kind of have exclusive negotiating rights with are Taya Cooper and Chinea Gumake. That is almost the entire team. <laughs> Literally the whole roster. <laughs> like I they, like Tara Ruffin Pratt's coming back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've got like she's this, by herself. <laughs> and like- Chris so, so here's what I think is happening. Okay. I think that they are all on a group text together. And Christy Tolliver is begging everybody to come back. And she's like, oh. I'm playing next year. It's gonna be different. We're gonna do it. It's gonna be good. And Candace is like I don't know. Chicago sky is looking real good over there. I can go back home, finish my career there. And it's more of a begging for everybody to stay. And that's, that's how I picture it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. First of all, Christy's got to just be losing her mind right now. Like, like she, anyways yeah like I just can't even imagine right now but and but the weird thing is it's like it's not like on paper it's not like a point guard or shooting guard was like the missing piece I mean there's not really a missing piece on paper (laughs) it's really not it's really it's really you know Christy Tolliver's leadership which I the Sparks have a bunch of veterans they have freaking Simone Augustus is like a built-in leader it's really her being begging in the text message this is what I see her being like let's run it back and they're probably like Christy you ditched us last time like we don't feel a lot of loyalty here like (laughs) you ran away um all right so but let's let okay let's talk about the biggest story I mean Candace Parker Parker um it was hard to ever see her leaving the sparks but now it is very easy honestly um Mm -hmm. you know she just can't be happy And, and to me there are two clear landing spots that make sense both on court and off. One is Chicago, like you mentioned, where she's from, that team. Oh my gosh, get her in there with Diamond to Shields. Like they need another, they need need a superstar on their team. Like Chicago is not going to get past the bump with the roster they have right now. They need a superstar. You need superstars. Like it might, this is something Mike Mm -hmm. Tebow for the Mystics always says, like you can have a good team. You can have a solid team. You can have a lot of good players, but this is a, this is Lee, you need superstars. And I think also Atlanta right there with, um, you know, the TNT studios right there where she works, um, the Turner studios, and they're another team that could, I mean, talk about a team that could use a really flexible post player you know I mean love Elizabeth Williams to death and I think she's going to continue to be a valuable player in the league but she does not stretch the floor you know and Mm -hmm. and it would just be a game changer I think for a team like Atlanta to get Candace do you agree with me that the about these two options what other fits do you do you see for Parker I definitely agree and I love the storyline of uh, Kennedy Carter and Candace Parker, you know, new age, 
you know, I I love that story. I've already written the story in my head. That is that it writes itself. Um, I I think that would be so fun to watch them. And um, with Benajah Laney, like, are you kidding? That would be so fun to watch. And wait, you're forgetting the one, the main one, Courtney Williams and Candace Parker together. Yeah, you know that Courtney Williams is my favorite player. She's absolutely amazing. That would be so fun. But also for Chicago, going back to that real quick, that is my exact thought. They are not going to get over the hump if they don't bring somebody else in. Yeah. And if if they're looking at their roster, they are trying to move some things around, free up all the money in the world to get Candace Parker because every everybody says after they get out of the playoffs oh this Chicago team if they come back healthy next year if they come back as the same team we can't keep saying that we've been saying it for years and they need one more piece to beat those teams in the playoffs and I think Candace Parker would be that look I know it can be awkward or embarrassing to talk about erectile dysfunction um you know, and it might sound weird for me to be talking about it, but honestly, it's a real problem. And it's something that everyone, no matter your gender, should be comfortable discussing. Um, and that's why we love to support Roman. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Um, the whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash locked on and complete an online visit. Um, just go to getroman.com slash locked on to get up to, great deal alert, $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping that's getroman.com slash locked on for up to fifty dollars off your first month of ed treatment this salary cap the way the WNBA salary cap works right now is so fascinating um because it used to be that pretty much all even sniffing all-star level talents got a max contract right like you could have five or six max contracts on your roster you know um you know so once they weren't rookies anymore and like the salary cap wasn't that big of a deal now you're looking really at like maybe three max contracts you know unless Mm -hmm. you have a unless you have a ton of people on their rookie deals um you know and so yeah I mean the money is gonna run out I mean Tolliver is getting is is due a lot of money and NECA is gonna want the full max Candace is gonna want the full max Chelsea's gonna want the full max and you can't I don't think you can do all four of those I agree and I don't I don't think I don't want Chelsea to settle for not the max. Like I want her to go try to get that because she deserves that. And she's a great player. She's an all-star. She is a franchise player. But if you look around the league for specifically in the point guard position, I, I don't know where, where she goes. I can't think off the top of my head that would need a Chelsea gray. I just see her in a sparks uniform, like ingrained in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to really depend on, you know, what happens with some potential retirements. 
um Mm -hmm. this season and um you know things like that I mean this free agency that because like look at the four biggest teams I think that have the most question marks in free agency I was going through this it's the it's the mystics it's the Connecticut sun it's the sparks and uh it's the storm and like those Mm -hmm. are the four I mean obviously Washington wasn't one of the best teams this year but I think everyone can agree you know they are one of the best teams (laughs) like Mm -hmm. with everyone there and so like you pretty much have like the four top most intriguing teams um with the biggest free agency question mark so there could we could see a lot of shuffling at the end of the day um so I guess kind of my do you have any final thoughts on maybe any role players um and I basically use that term to in a very loose way to mean anyone other than kind of the megastars we just discussed um that you would really like to see the sparks hang on to an off season any um uh anybody any positions you would like to see them upgraded you know just, just what are your thoughts I think that the sparks should definitely keep Raquina Williams okay. I, I just I love her spark off the bench. I think she is an automatic bucket and I think she gave them really good minutes. Now we talked about how they started weird and their inconsistencies. And sometimes she would have, you know, 20 minutes and then two minutes and like the rotations didn't make any sense, but I would love for them to keep her. And I am obsessed with Brittany sky. She is unreal and she was my favorite sparks player this whole season like no diss to candace but she was so fun to watch and how amazing of a pickup was that last off season (laughs) so i think that she needs to be in that mix like they can't forget about her or you know her get lost in the shuffle with all these people trying to get max contracts she should be in those discussions i think I agree, but I think I, I think she's gonna get wooed away financially. Like I just don't mm. see. I mean, she's a I think a rest- she's a restricted free agent, and I just can see some team like who needs, um, you know, a player that they can give kind of a mid tier, you know, mid to high tier salary for. I think she's the type of player that somebody's gonna um, gonna offer a big offer sheet to that the Sparks trying to keep their superstars um aren't able to match but i agree that she's i mean she was huge for them this year i'd love mm-hmm. to see more marie gulich going forward and of course i think if candace isn't there we we will yeah, um yeah. <laughs> and um sydney we had some really great moments um mm-hmm. this season do you think simone is back i hope so it was so fun. That was probably one of my favorite storylines at the start of the season. Yeah, Her but just, what happened there? Like, why did that not really, why did that fade away so much? Kind of. We talked about it. I, the inconsistency in Derek Fisher. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just want to blame everything on Derek Fisher. It's his Fine fault. Fine by me. Fine by me. <laughs> the spark just went out of her eye as they got closer and closer to the playoffs and they weren't making the adjustments. But she, I would hope that she is rallying them. She wants another championship. I said, I think she stays for one more year. Then she retires. That's my, my uh, bet on her. All right. I mean, I, of course I want, I want to see her back. Um, but goodness, the, it, it's going to be exciting to see what the sparks look like. And I just hope that, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm done with Derek Fisher. And I think that, um, I, I don't really see what he has done these two years to deserve a lot of patience. Right. And deserve his job. I mean, he didn't deserve it to begin with. They didn't, to begin with. <laughs> they didn't hold any type of a coaching search. Like they just did not. They just hired him because he had been hanging around the team for years. Um, and so you know, disrespectful. It just, that didn't, so that didn't work out. So let's, let's try something else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, like let's try something else. Um, okay. Final question. I mentioned, you know, a few other teams that have a lot of free agency question marks. Um, and of course there are some other big free agents across the league, Candace Dupree, you know, a vet like that. I have no idea what, what's going to happen with her. Any storyline that is really, that you're really paying close attention to. I wanted to hear your thoughts on the Jasmine Thomas, Alyssa Thomas. Ooh, I was hoping you weren't going to ask that because I have no idea. <laughs> absolutely zero clue like are they just so pissed and they keep running the whole disrespect made up scenario and they just are like come on we're gonna do it one more time or are they done are they like you know what I love you we're gonna go separate ways try to fish the market a little bit I mean they both need max contracts. So I don't know how you do that. I don't know what your salary cap looks like. Like, can you offer them both max contracts and, um, you know, have JJ back and have, you know, with Dewana? I think there might be room to do it um, only because they, you know, there are some players, some key players who are still on rookie contracts um mm-hmm. you know uh kyla and beatrice von premier i think outperformed expectations i can see kurt miller keeping both of them around next year and teacher yeah. heidemann's there um i think actually one of the the, the storylines for the sun that i'm the most curious about is if they pay to keep Bree Jones or if, if her performance mm. this year. So she's another restricted free agent like Brittany Sykes. So, you know, those are two of the restricted free agents that I think I'm the most interested to see if they mm-hmm. prove themselves in this kind of weird season and are going to get a market that, um, you know, their, their teams who want them, but just can't match because of the way these roster constructions are, are working right now and mm-hmm. um you know i think Brittany brie jones showed that there actually is space for kind of a, a back to the um basket uh big in this yeah. league um I love that. and that that role can be uh fit and be useful um at times so i don't know my gut would say that kurt miller finds a way to keep both of the thomases in mm-hmm. connecticut and that they find a way to have this super team that they had hoped they would have this year, you know, adding JJ to the mix. Um, they're going to need to find more shooting off their bench. Um, mm-hmm. What they had did not work um, when push came to shove. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be their biggest, biggest look. Um, but yeah, that's my guess that they're both back. Do you think that? I think that too. Yeah. I think it would be smart for them to run it back. And they, I mean, they are a really good team. They're a really good team and they 
didn't have John Cole Jones this season, which I can't even imagine all of them on the court at the same time. They're just going to bulldoze people. Um, Do you think, I mean, I just, I want to see Duana and John Quell's wingspans and just see how much of the court, like they can just take up just by both. Like they're just, they have, <laughs> their arms are so long. I love it so much. It would um, just be a zone, just a two person zone and nobody is going in the key at all. It's, so, it's going to be so funny because they essentially have these like, um, you know, they're going to have these two super tall, um, players who look like they should stay in the post and they're going to be out beyond the arc and then you've got AT just driving to the basket I just love it she is um, their post player <laughs> she is I know she, she's there uh, but you know I think that for me and this is an obvious obvious answer because of you know um, how long I've covered the mystics but I'm very curious to see what happens um, they've got a lot of moving pieces this offseason um, mm-hmm. Tebow seems convinced that Tina Charles is going to come back. Um, you've got Della Don, um, locked up for her, uh, for two more years. I'm a little bit confused about the cloud and Sanders contracts because they were both on max deals under the old max. And mm-hmm. if, if it, but they both didn't play this year. So like they both have kind of exclusive rights to negotiate with Washington and can only negotiate with other teams if Washington um, cuts them. And so I think that means that he'll be able to keep them with their old max deals, um, mm-hmm. which will open up a lot of space because if he needs to pay, um, you know, no, no, pay Tosh and Toya um, closer to 200K, they're going to run out of money really quickly. Um, real fast. Real fast. Because uh, Ariel Powers is going to need to get paid as well. She's an, um, and Tebow has said that is a priority this offseason. Misaman, I think if she's in the W, we'll see her with the Mystics. They'll find a way. Um, but of course, I, I don't know if she'll decide to play next season um, in the W. And mm-hmm. I think, and this is going to be a hard one for the Mystics because she has meant so much to this team for so long. And, you know, I mean, her son, like they grow up with the Mystics, you know, but I think Tiana Hawkins, you know, I think Maisha Hines Allen beat her on the depth chart this year and she's an um, unrestricted free agent. And I think that um, she's just, I I, I don't think we're going to see her back in a Mystics uniform unless she takes a really, really, really low deal, which she might, she she was on a contract for like 70,000 this season, which is really low for a player of her caliber. And I I think she wants to stay because, you know, she's with her son and stuff. She's going to want to stay in DC, but Mm -hmm. um, I I think that that could be kind of a, a big, a big loss. But other than that, they have a chance to get the core back, which is really phenomenal. It really, it's going to be so unreal to see all those pieces on the court at the same time. But I kind of wish that Maisha Hines Allen was a, you know, unrestricted free agent. So she could just show this last season as her resume builder and cause she killed it. Um, but 
I, I think you were right. She she showed to her team that she can't get lost in the shuffle when Tina Charles comes back. If Emma Meesman comes back, I don't want her to get buried on the depth chart because there are superstars on this team. I still want her to get that PT. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is a really good problem for him to have. I mean, there is a possibility that you could have like your top eight players on this team next year being Tina Charles, Elena Deladon, um, Emma Meeseman, uh, Natasha Cloud, Latoya Sanders, Ariel Powers, and then Maisha Hines Allen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's it's, ridiculous. Like, is a, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh like that's so, like you're you're too you know off the bench or I, I don't even know if I oh and Ariel Atkins sorry I remember there were eight like your three off the bench players could be um you, you could have Emma uh, or I don't think uh, you know you I mean you could potentially have um Powers Heinz Allen and Latoya Sanders being your three players coming from off the bench. Any team would would love that. That would be. I, I mean, amazing. I mean, that's a that's a starting. That's they're they're starters. Like they are yes. starters, heads down. Even on like other championship teams, like it's ridiculous. Anyways, all right. I I didn't. I thought we were gonna. I didn't mean to get this much into the Washington um, and the Connecticut, but it's too fun to talk about. And George, it was so much fun. How can people follow you? Where should they follow your work? And, you know, look, we love the ringer here. I listen to all their NBA podcasts. I am not trying to call anyone out, but if we would like to suggest that there be a little more WNBA stuff, how can we help you do that? What are, what, are, what are the right things to say? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing perfect. You're okay. doing a great, great job. Um, um, we're not a subtle me. community. We're not a <laughs> no. subtle community. I love the WNBA community. It is, <laughs> it's the best. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Jordan Liggins and read my WNBA coverage on the ringer.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jordan.